welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. But on Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks, and there are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gang queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. To be a winner, you gotta wear a winner. The final five were tasked to give themselves a new look inspired by items in a previous all-star winner's trunk. So who sewed themselves a victory? It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Stars 8. And joining me is a Block Talk All-Star making their triumphant return. Are you close? Hello, hello, hello. I am great. You know, just finally rested up after Pride. Yeah, um, I'm looking at your hair. This is Cruel Deville realness. This was a middle of June month crisis, and it almost went to an 07 Britney moment, but I decided a two-tone was safer. Yeah, um, listen, it looks cool. Um, what Thank what are the you. fellas saying? They're, you know, they like it, although I am actually now taken. <gasps> what? Oh, that's Aria, a good development. Aria is currently off the market. Wow. I mean, you're gonna have to tell me all this after the podcast. I had no idea. Congratulations. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's a bit of a new development. Oh, fun, fun, fun. All right, friends, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that get an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Eight episodes into All Stars 8. How are you feeling about this season? I actually really enjoy the season. Um, when they first did the cast announcement, I was pleasantly surprised by the kind of variety we've had like across the season. Of course, we have some people that definitely are getting their little redemption rounds in the season for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been great. There's obviously been, you know, kind of some lackluster moments, but there's definitely been mm-hmm. some shining moments for some of the other girls. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's for me, we have like waning moments where I'm like, ooh, it could be better. Some moments where I'm like, is that really the decision you're making, Ruin Friends? <laughs> Overall, listen, in we've all complained in previous seasons that All Stars wasn't dramatic enough. We're not getting enough drama. They're all play- no, 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 no. We're, we're getting drama here. <laughs> we, we we asked for it and we got it. Have we gotten a single episode where somebody wasn't crying yet? I don't think that's happened. <laughs> correct let's be real these are homosexuals homosexuals cry in the all the time talking about myself anyway (laughs) let's get into it lala is rich she got a lot of money she finally won a challenge on drag race and she is living 
She will read Kahana's mirror message as they celebrate the beauty of the body of the showgirl one last time. Lala didn't want to send her sister home, but she knew the right thing to do was to keep Alexis as Kahana was in the bottom allegedly 50 times. Um, I thought more so maybe she's been a bottom 50 times, but either way, probably checks out. (laughs) Alexis will say that she is grateful for the rest of her life and she will never forget this. She says she knows it wasn't easy for her to do. Now, this is going to be discussed at the end of the episode again. But I just want to point out on the specific choice, not once did she say what she was going to do, just that she will never forget. I mean, I will never forget incredible times like I had with like the twin Kugos and me. But like, I, I am going to do jack shit about it now. Alexis is grateful for being saved. She's going to remember it. The game continues. If only they formed, you know, some kind of like alliance or something, you know. Right. That's the whole to the game friends well we can't spoil this too too early has to happen (laughs) right all right um the girls take their places on the couches and candy calls them out for sitting like men now aria when you plop your ass on the couch how do you sit oh always like a lady you know just that side saddle horse moment where like yes it's a what was it princess diaries when she has to and she has the fake leg I just bring out my little fake leg and I just drape it over the side of the couch at the Rosemont and that's where I just chill. <laughs> there it is. All right, Jessica will take her wiener crown and pass it to Lala. Who doesn't like to wear a crown of sausages? Alexis will give her penis scepter to Lala as well. And that will be my pride look for next year. A <laughs> sausage crown and penis scepter. Happy pride, everyone. We almost <laughs> made it. Oh boy. Lala will take this moment to give a speech. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Lala will take this moment to give a speech because, girl, it's the last victory speech you're ever going to make. The amount of people she thanked. Do you think they're real people or she make them up? I don't know. There's quite a few of them, but you never know. She might have an index card hidden somewhere. It's possible. Alexis is about to open the box and she too will struggle. What is so hard about opening up a box? You know, as a game hand, um, the box usually isn't the first choice. So correct. Sometimes correct. you struggle. It's true. The votes are all in, all co- to Kahana, but Candy, she's going to cause a commotion. She will claim Kahana <laughs> voted for herself and Candy voted for Alexis um, as if it was just a joke. And Alexis is just an easy target. How cruel. She really had her going. Are you an easy target when it comes to practical jokes? I mean, I can take them very well, but um, some people I just learned actually last night at a little, you know, maybe a little after this moment that uh, some people are afraid to actually try and come for me. Uh-oh. Ooh, it sounds like drama. Brooklyn drag drama? Oh, there's no drama in Brooklyn drag. Not, not even a drop. Certainly no, no tea. No. Listen, if I could get some of the actual behind-the-scenes drama on some of these recent photo shoots all the girls are broken been doing, <laughs> we know, you you, you know that there's a couple of those bitches who are like, why was I not front and center for this photograph? Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, you, there's definitely some, you know, photos and publications and videos and events and it's just a smattering of people and who's front mm-hmm. and center and who's in the back. It's true. It's true. Oh my god, that's I'm gonna do uh, a serial uh, drag in Brooklyn. That's gonna be my new podcast series. <laughs> There's All a right. lot over well, here. Alex- 
There is. There really is. Um, Alexis is feeling like the luckiest bitch. She was shaking in her boots because she knew the girls were close to Kahanam. She didn't know if they would put the friendship aside and vote fairly. But this is more of a relief to Alexis. This is a reminder that they respect what she's doing there and they want her in the competition. Those words did not come out of anybody's mouth, but that's her assumption. That is true. It's top five. Lala thinks this win will push her to go harder. She's hungry for more. Got to get out of her top before, you know, you got to keep on bopping. Also, Alexis on the floor with the crown like a baby. Hard pass. Uh, that was a moment that I was like, really? That's what we're <laughs> going to keep in the edit? Fine. It is a new day, and the Lala re-experience marches on in as the Queen's bypasser. Uh, let's take a moment to discuss Alexis wearing a button-down shirt with her face on it. It's no Jan, Jan face crack robe, but it's the same vibe. Like daughter, like mother. <laughs> I mean, at least if she didn't you, come into the workroom with a macrame headdress. That's true. Now, if you were <laughs> to make a blouse, dress, whatever of your face, do you, you have mean, the face? Do you mean the portrait of myself hanging behind me uh-huh. isn't enough? <laughs> so are you, are you going to have that portrait be all over a garment one day? You never know. Actually, I really do like this print, which is why it's massive and on my wall. <laughs> there it is. It, it will be beautiful. Uh, oh, my God. I can see it now. A beautiful uh, marigold gown with your face all over it. <laughs> Just big Lamb faces Awards on the tip. 2024. <laughs> okay. So now Jimbo has brought some bologna on set as an ode to her hungry mama alien number from UK versus the world. What was your feeling on that performance? And have you eaten bologna since? I have not eaten bologna in years, but when that happened, one, it fell out of her short, number one. Uh So Mm -hmm. it had to just be like marinating in there for a while to get it on set. But now my question is, do you think it came from the craft services table? Or do you think that was in the suitcase this entire season up until now? I don't think it was from craft <laughs> services. Um, Do you think the craft services at World of Wonder are treating the girls to bologna? <laughs> Listen, I'm sure craft <laughs> services at World of Wonder for Drag Race is exquisite. They probably have fully made <laughs> sandwiches already. So I unfortunately think that was probably in her hotel room mini fridge. And it took the journey to set. Because <laughs> that's the import- same thing would have happened. Imported bologna. Yeah, literally. Um, Jimbo is full of bologna, and Jimbo will make a Feed Me Seymour reference, and we love hashtag Little Shop of Horrors. Candy is going to note that the bologna smells so gross, but Jimbo says that she always was asking for a slice of her bologna. Okay, that's what happens on Tori, see? Lala is not here for Jimbo's nasty-ass bologna. She's right. Why she bring it in there unless she fried up and put a little mustard mayo on it? How do you take your bologna sandwich? In the trash, preferably. Um, but who do you think took the bite out of the one that Alexis Michelle was holding up? Because that was that was clearly a bite. I don't know. Someone, someone had to put their mouth on that thigh bologna, and I don't know who it was. Yeah. All right. Okay. With only five alive, the workroom is quiet, and we get an echo moment because that's the thing we do on all the franchises now. I'm telling you, we're just recycling plot lines on all the franchises. There's just so many to keep up with these days. Maybe I'll get on one. Maybe like I don't know. They'll just they'll just narrow in on Brooklyn. (laughs) No, Drag Race Twink Island. (laughs) Might be aging out of that. Hosted by me. (laughs) 
No, never. Rude, never. Look at that face. You're always going to be a twink. We'll see about that. We'll just go check up at the you know dermatologist. <laughs> With only five alive, Ruth's going to waltz into the room wearing a green plaid shirt and pant combo that might have been easily the worst thing I've ever seen. And the belt buckle. Is this an ad for fracking? What was Rue wearing? <laughs> I'm all here for cowboy inspired shit, but that was a boot. Oh, the fracking. Rue tells the girls that if they want to be a winner, they have to look like a winner for this week's maxi challenge. Starting from scratch, they will need to create an original outfit worthy of the drag race hall of fame. The pit crew was summoned with trunks with previous winners on them. In each box, there are drag droppings inspired by a different all-star winner, including Kylie Sonique Love, Shea Coulee, Trinity the Tuck, Monet Exchange, and Trixie Mattel. They need to transform the materials into their own signature look that screams, I'm a winner, baby. Now, I just want everyone to be reminded, Jinx is not included because at the time of filming, Jinx hadn't won yet, and that would have been very bad if they spoiled it for them. The only (laughs) two missing, Chad and Alaska. I was wondering that as well. And I was thinking about like the materials and stuff like that the girls wear. I think they did a nice diversity of like different styles. Because if we did have the other options or what they really could have done, they could have had like a spare trunk or two just to like have all the options out there. Or do the episode two episodes ago. (laughs) Or that. Um, Whose trunk would you want? Well, actually, well, do you think at this point they had an extra trunk for when Heidi left? Ooh, maybe. It's possible. Maybe there's one hidden queen trunk just somewhere floating in the workroom. Whose trunk do you want? I mean, granted, it would have been the spoiler, but I would have wanted Jinx trunk. That's easy, easy one for me. As the winner of the previous week, Lala gets to assign the boxes, and Rue is going to leave because she clearly has a previous engagement and is going to let Lala do this on her own because uh, Rue not coming back until tomorrow. <laughs> She's got to go change. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right, Lala's ready to have some fun. She will pick first, and for herself, she goes with Shea Coulain. She gives Alexis her season nine sis, Trinity the Tuck. Jessica will get her season two sis, Kylie Sonique Love. Candy will get her New York City sis, Monet Exchange. And for Jimbo, it's a character for a character. She has Trixie Mattel. This was very kind of Lala. She could have fucked around a little bit more. It was. I think they were actually like nicely paired up. Like yeah. style-wise, it met like it made sense for all the girls. There's also kind of like personal relations between like the winners and who were chosen. So I it was very nice. For this stage of the, the game, queens, I would have gone for fuckery. Right, exactly. Now the queens will have to do the heavy lifting, literally, as they're gonna lug their boxes over to the stations. Um, would you would you just keep it where it is? Do you have the muscle to lug those trunks? I think they were exaggerating. They couldn't have been that heavy. It's a <laughs> it's a box full of fabric. That's fair. The boxes are open and the materials are actually quite good. Like you 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 should not be able to fuck up this runway. That's how good these materials were. Yeah, I mean, it looked like they had enough materials. I mean, as long as you know maybe you might have yeah, maybe so just up. like one dress or you know not three or four. <laughs> um I will say that there were a couple of fabric options that I was like, really? That's what we're going to give you? I think it was mostly in Monet's 
box. So I was like, I'm not quite sure I get the correlation to Monet. Yeah, I'm, I think every box had like at least one piece of fabric I saw in it that was just like, did Joanne's go out of business? I don't know what happened. <laughs> it looked yeah. like the Golden Girls, like the Blazers were all just like shredded it up and put into each trunk. There was one in every single one. That's true. Lala will ask if everyone is pleased with their boxes she gave them. And Jimbo says hers is the best box ever. So no forced drama this week. Well, well, you know, not until later. <laughs> Lala will tell them to remember it in the future. Is that a deal, Lala? Make an alliance? Mm-hmm. Candy has some good <laughs> shit. She has patent leather black, some patent leather red, sequins and jewels and sponges. I mean, come on. Let's be real. How iconic would it have been for her to do a sponge dress? It was the easiest setup. It truly was. Even if it was a complete parody of the original fun dress. Like, yeah. it, it was there. It was literally in the box. <laughs> Do you think Monet still gets fans giving her sponges? Oh, absolutely. I feel like I've definitely seen Monet get a sponge in front of me. <laughs> Candy knows that based on the supermarket challenge, if she can make something out of tinfoil, she can make something out of fabric. Alexis is going through the material and has a lot of sparkle and flash with the color palette of reminiscent of Stanky the Starfish. Remember her? <laughs> I, I, I tried my so best much. to forget about that, actually. But then, of course, we were, no, we we're forced to watch the little recap moment. <laughs> no one remembers Stanky the Starfish. We only <laughs> remember Princess Disaster and what happens in Untucked that episode. Don Touch was the best part. Yep. Jessica will take out some fabric and knows Sonique and, and knocks Sonique to the ground. A lot of fabrics are sheer. It's a special box for her as it's her season two sister, Kylie Sonique Love. And while they are gorgeous fabrics, they are a lot of see-through because Kylie loved to show her amazing, beautiful body. I heard that about you too. I don't know what you're talking about. I was Judy Garland for the past week. Oh, she was right, very covered right. up. Wearing a fur in June, 80 degree weather. That's a choice. (laughs) Jessica is concerned what she will do for Jessica, but she jokes that at least she has the same breast size as Kylie, which is a joke. It's a joke, people. It's a joke. (laughs) Calm down. Jimbo will ask the room if they are supposed to look like their people, and Alexis will tell her, no, it's just taking their inspiration and color palettes and making it all about you. So in Trixie's box, Jimbo finds vintage-inspired fabric, shiny PVC, and some sparkly velvet. She is like a kid in a candy store with all the fabrics. And like most kids, she's going to procrastinate. And I was like, I feel seen. (laughs) Are you a procrastinator? Oh, definitely. Especially when it comes to sewing a look. Because you'll just get in your own head about, like, the shape of it. And then you start, like, kind of putting the form together. But... It's just, you go out of your mind. You're like, oh, I can add this little thing. I can do that. But then all of a sudden you have, as Jimbo did, 80 pieces to sew and no time to do it. Mm-hmm. Jimbo has a hard time with time management. And we will see a montage of Jimbo just going to all the stations and chatting with her sisters. She's literally picking shit up and putting it in people's faces. <laughs> Jimbo has no idea. So she's going to take a nap in her box. Too much excitement. Like all the gays after Pride. Time for a nap. let's chat with candy and lala and see how they're feeling about their boxes lala likes her stuff as it's not unconventional material but she thinks um she's gonna do a gown with some stone trimming and candy will tell her that those stones will be breaking needles sisters or sabotage (laughs) Hmm. 
Also coming from the one that didn't really know how to sew. Literally. <laughs> now, Lala says that the fabrics are reminding her of the old school Atlanta drag she grew up with, where they were sickening gowns with dramatic sleeves. She knows it's a task, but knows that there's no room for itty bitty errors in this top five. Now, Jimbo loves designing. She says her favorite part of preparing for the competition is drawing the looks and sourcing the materials. She will be rolling the dice and make an avant-garde fantasy. What's your favorite part about creating a look? Really, it's just the the first sketch, just kind of envisioning what it's going to do. And I always start off with actually to the opposite of what you're supposed to do is start complicated and then simplify. I start simple. And then I was like, how can I make this a reveal? Uh-huh. And then it just gets much more complex. Do your sketches look like stick figures like Kennedy's did the last design challenge? No. I... <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I do mine in like the traditional fashion sketches where the legs are like five times as long as the body. <laughs> Which right. I still well, don't. I, mean, I still don't understand it. I guess it's about proportion, but it does not make any sense when it comes time to actually cutting that fucking fabric. Well, you're six four, right? That makes sense. Yeah, that totally. Yeah, that's what my license says. How tall are you? I'm five nine. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess Same. It's, about, it's about like six two once I have the heels on. Yeah, there you go. There it is. All right. Um. Jimbo is thinking of a bodysuit as the fabric is see-through and will decorate her face kinny with the shit in her box. Now listen, child, when I heard the concept, I was like, sure, I think she can make it work. That is knowing of the face kinny from days of past. We'll get to what Jimbo thinks of face kinny is a bit later because it's not. It's not. <laughs> that is a mess. Alexis baby. says that so far Jimbo has killed all the performance challenges, but she knows she can turn some looks so you can't sleep on Jimbo, even if she can't see her way through the door. Alexis shares that on her ball on season nine, she didn't go big enough and she was eliminated. So she wants to push and give drama and for the silhouette to have an impact. Do you remember the ball from season nine? Do I? Probably not as well. I remember some of the look, but definitely do not remember, remember the all macho man. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Crazy I'm... how far we've come on drag. <laughs> <laughs> At least some of the girls left and learned how to sew and then came back. Literally, I mean, Alexis will say that over the years she has worked on her patterning and sewing, and she is glad she did. Last week she was in the bottom, and she needs to pull out all the stops. Alexis knows that she and Jimbo are going in different directions. Jimbo is going high fashion with a campy twist, and Alexis is choosing violence. I mean, drag. Um, she's, choosing, she's going with drag. Alexis <laughs> is the only girl without a win and thinks it gives the girls an easy reason to send her home. Now, Candy is still figuring out how to cut the patterns out. She is intimidated when the other girls have this as their forte. She shows Lala her sketch, which is a gown with red gloves. She knows that Alexis can thrive in a design challenge. Jessica won the ball, and Jimbo was a professional costume designer. Meanwhile, Candy has never sewn a glove before. My hot glue a glove. Okay. Hey, just hot glue it right to your skin. That's how that's how gloves work these just, days. Yeah. Now that the girls are working, the door opens, and Raven enters as clearly, again, Rue, prior commitment. Where the <laughs> fuck was she this time? She got COVID. Maybe. <laughs> Joining Raven is the one and only the lip sync assassin from just a few weeks ago. Season one and All-Stars one, Chanel. 
Now, clearly, this is the show's way to introduce her to the audience because this bitch, let's be honest, she must be making a comeback on a future season. Like, twice in one season? I'm a huge fan of Chanel, so I'm here for it. But, like, of all the queens, of all drag race, Chanel twice? Do you think she was just in town? (laughs) I mean, she does live in Vegas. She does the Vegas show. Oh, right, yeah, I forgot about that. So it's really close, but... um. Listen, if Chanel pops up in a season in the future, don't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's nice that the, as I said kind of earlier, with like the actual range of seasons that we're seeing, you're going all the way back to the first season. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, the, this week, the pair of All-Star 1 contestants are there to show their fast fashion knowledge because who knows better than the two of them about winning? Ha ha! Jokes. <laughs> First up is Jessica Wilde. She says the family reunion. Raven is her season two sister and Chanel is old. I mean, from season one. She's from season one. <laughs> Raven reminds Jessica that she's not just there, but she's doing very well. She won the ball, a.k.a. a design challenge. In her box, Jessica shows the two fabrics she wants to use, and Raven says, they go well together. I say sabotage. I hate (laughs) this combo, but more on that when we discuss the look. Like, girl, do you have eyeballs? (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes the light on the editing of the show, it it plays trick with the eyes. But no, That's they, they did not look. They did not look like they were compatible. No. Now Chanel is getting samba from the look Jessica sketched out. She says it's what she does and works well for her. The question is, does she play it safe and do what she knows, or step out of the box and do something unexpected? Jessica will say that she would rather walk the runway feeling great about herself and try doing something that might not work. What about you? Are you someone who's going to take a risk this late in the game? At this stage, I. I would risk just a little bit. But what was interesting about kind of looking through like the fabric that Jessica had, there wasn't much camera time really given to her editing process. Nope. So you really only saw the dress for the first time on the runway. Yeah. Chanel says, looking at it, she's getting a serpent sort of look and says, just making a reptilian cover up that wraps down and around the body, which gets Raven to say that she just wants her to make something for her because she's a reptile snake lady. Love sisterly love. It's so cute. <laughs> so fun. Next we have Alexis who was feeling very supported and seen knowing that the group didn't vote for her when she was in the bottom. Why does she think she was saved? They acknowledge she's doing well to which Raven is like, I would have sent the bitch home. She's not being shady about it. If, if she were playing the game, she would have sent her home because she's doing well. Would she have, or was that what the producer <laughs> told her to tell her? Producer's just hiding in the back, poking her. Yeah. <laughs> Chanel knows that Alexis is excited as she's smiling because she can sew. She has a pageant history like Trinity, and Chanel says she's getting a vintage flair like Marilyn Dietrich, Betty Davis, and Jean Harlow wearing what she sketched. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's a bit colorful. Just say names. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Marlene Dietrich is not the same as the other two. Not at all. Also, a lot of what Marlene Dietrich wore were darker colors. Right. So very interesting, Chanel. But Alexis is not going to be playing it safe. No, no. Raven says, coming off of the bottom, this is when you want to hit harder. Um, I, I mean, I have hit bottoms very hard, but that's not <laughs> what she meant here. Raven. 
has Candy coming over next, and she imagines that it's Monet, so it has to be a box full of sponges. Candy knows that the patent leather is giving her superhero down to the floor moment with added gloves. Um, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, do X Men count as superheroes? Oh, of course. Oh, then definitely Professor X. Okay, when are you going to do Professor X drag? Could you imagine? Yes, I can. No, the, the out. Wait, what stages are even wheelchair wheelchair accessible? Do we have any in the city? That's what we should really get on. That's a whole conversation for another <laughs> podcast. Um, we'll find. I'll ask someone who knows the accessible stages of New York City, but um, they're probably very low. <laughs> Unfortunately, which is Unfortunately. a bit of a deterrent. Do better, New York. Do yeah, better. Come on. Okay. Um, Candy notes that the patent leather and and Raven's like, well, do you have enough fabric in the box in case she messes up? Now, is she asking Candy this because she's a big girl, or is she asking Candy this because she knows Candy's going to mess up? Oh, that's true. I actually didn't even think about that. I feel like it was more shade that they thought Candy is going to mess up. Okay, that's where I was going. Because Candy's to, also like, worn like little skimpy outfits, and I feel like that's where I thought Candy was going with this look originally. Well, because it will be her playing it safe. Candy says that she made sure the dress is long enough so it hits the floor, and that if she does fuck off, she has enough to make something quick. Candy will be asked by Chanel who she feels is her strong competition, and Candy is quick to respond with Jimbo, who has three wins. I see how it is. Maybe Heidi was, in fact, on, on something. <laughs> Bitch. Um, Candy is feeling good, though, as she won the Rusegal. She has yet to hit the bottom. Yet. Keyword, yet. Chanel loves that Candy lives for herself. And you know what? That's why we all love Candy, because she is just candy, candy, candy. She's got that strong, headfast mentality. That's true. Lala revisits with Raven and Chanel, who was reminded she won the previous week. She's got to keep the momentum going. Lala shows that her favorite fabric is the sequin pattern fabric. She wants to do a gown with a puff sleeve. She wants the drama, mama. Has she done this before? No. She's never sewn a gown in her life. So Chanel points out that Lala, the Lala re-experience is about the positive energy and good vibes, but wonders if there is a shadier side. Is there competition for her? Lala says that bitch Jimbo gotta go, but she's gonna fight. She's got what it takes to win the crown. Okay. And finally, it's that bitch Jimbo. She's full of tricks as they are excited to see Jimbo Mattel. <laughs> terrifying, terrifying prospect. I I don't even know where to begin on that imagination track. Like, just would Listen, you see, like we, Trixie we Mattel's eye Marcia. makeup on the tits. Right. Could we watched Marsha get remade by Trixie. I mm-hmm. want to see Trixie do Jimbo. I want to see it. <laughs> it's going to be terrifying. It's going to be a monster clown. Raven. We'll talk in a second because Chanel, she got to tell Jimbo, it's good to see you again because she just kicked her ass on the main stage. Uh, not that Jimbo is harboring any hard feelings. Raven's going to point out that Jimbo has been winning a lot of the challenges, and Chanel wants to know why she thinks she has already won three times, and Jimbo just says she's asking an improv. She's a theater girl. 
Jimbo was not going in thinking she has this challenge. And she says, anytime you think you have it in the bag, it's already in someone else's bag. But she doesn't want to land in the bottom to give the girls an opportunity to send her home. Raven reminds her that the second she does, they will. Chanel knows that they are waiting for her to trip on a pearl. Have you ever um, tried to kill someone with a pearl? Just a necklace, really. Um, bit of a misfire. Oopsie. Um, hopefully Rosemont doesn't uh, keep their videos. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> watch out some of you out there because they have cameras. Jimbo's got to keep it all together and not fuck up this challenge. I'm going to say something kind of wild. Is there a universe in which Chanel could be a future host of Drag Race? Like, she was very much at ease in this walkthrough. Like, I was very impressed. Yeah, she handled herself really well. And maybe maybe that's why Rue was absent. You never know. Maybe. Um, listen, I mean, I, I personally think Rue gets frozen every night and then gets like thought out to do the show. (laughs) Um, so I don't think Rue's going anywhere anytime soon, but like if if someone forgets to freeze her, maybe they gotta have a backup ready to go. You know, I did watch the video of the mansion with all the different rooms. Too many of them are, I think are circus themed, which I mean, it makes sense. It's RuPaul's house, but I did not see the cryogenic freezer. It's true. Now you you have a background in architecture and designing um, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Give give me the the, the quick ten second uh, response to Rue's house. There were choices <laughs> made. Um, yeah. I mean it it's kind of your typical like mansion mentality, like having a bunch of different rooms, and each one has a theme. But um, but the closet is what you want, yes. The, that's actually what I was just about to say because that closet was stunning. I mean, I wouldn't have all of those suits, but right. I would definitely have a closet like that. That was just fucking gorgeous. Just just visually seeing how the rainbow was created. Oh my god, it was stunning. Yeah, that. You know, she has someone who does that for her. And it was the question, I think, what somebody asked at one point, like, how many suits does RuPaul actually have? Right. Just like every fabric from Joanne is now on that. I I guess we're getting to the point where we got that awful green plaid suit. So we're getting to the point where she's running out. It's just like (laughs) Queen Elizabeth pastel collection (laughs) of all of all of the same thing, just in different colors. Literally. All right. The girls are back to creating and Candy is in her pads. She's wearing them because she needs to get in and out of her look. So it's just easier. And this is a little moment on the show that will affect Miss Lollary later when um, she has a bad moment. Now with Candy and her titties out, Jimbo will ask her if whenever she hooks up with a guy, do they slap her titties around? And she will say they love and just start laughing and that's that's an answer in itself. We know, yeah, they do. That's what happens. Uh, what about you? Or do they slap your booty instead? You know, I am a virgin, good Catholic woman. Of course. And you know, such frivolities just you know they don't suit my lifestyle. Naturally, gotcha. <laughs> Well, the girls are slap happy as they've been working for hours, but you want to know if Jimbo is going crazy because that's her 24-7. Always. Always. 
Alexis is going to visit her to find out about her walkthrough, and Jimbo tells her that if she lands in the bottom, she'll likely be sent home. Alexis will ask why, and Jimbo says because they'll be getting rid of competition. Alexis will say that if she does by chance get in that position and she were in the bottom, that's not how she will roll. That's called an actual conversation where she's not just remembering. <laughs> uh, do you believe Alexis? Um, I mean, given what we learned about later with a little secret letter, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Jimbo doesn't know how to be a front earner and a target at the same time, all while not being sure if she can trust these bitches. Ah, the life of a New York City drag artist. <laughs> Alexis will pull out one of her fabrics and pretend she's Trinity the Tuck with the fattest puss. Though Trinity has the fiercest tuck in the business, you know. She's known for it. Now Jimbo will ask Alexis a question that I'm going to ask you. When you tuck so many times, does it become battered and bruised and broken, twisted and cranked, wrinkled and forgotten? <laughs> well, I, actually, my tucking approach is very similar to Jimbo's. I, unless it's like a bathing suit moment where there's literally like a piece of fabric between me and the rest yeah. of the world, that it was the only time I will actually tuck. But it's usually just a really fucking good pair of Spanx. That's really just yeah. just one pair seals everything up and then you have layers of tights to just you know smooth it out that's true now jimbo reveals that she does tuck just not the traditional way she uses a tight pair of underwear instead of using all the tape and glue and ass shaving like the others do let's zoom over to alexis now on the floor with her pattern who can't wait to see her dress as a dress and not a flat piece of fabric she says creating the pattern with a sequin is time-consuming, but she won't cut any corners. She's not only has to put this dress together, she has to hem the sleeves, finalize the neckline, and do all the finishes. Oh, you know, and a zipper. No pressure, no pressure. Jessica is stressed, but now she knows where she's going to go. To the bottom. No, just kidding. Designing challenges her favorite, and that was sarcasm. Because, yes, <laughs> Jessica does have sarcasm, even though no one knows it. <laughs> it's hard to know, because she's naturally funny. Yeah. And, you know, especially coming from last week's episode, she just, she was fucking nailing it with the humor. Yeah. Well, she was nervous for the last design challenge. She did, in fact, win, but she pushes it off as they were all nervous. She wants to be in the top and look good. Cue the panic attack. The hot glue gun is her best friend. Are you a fan of the hot glue gun? I, do I even own a hot glue gun? Oh, she fancy. She sews everything. No, I think I think there's one somewhere, somewhere. But no, I I will sew, just because if you use a hot glue gun, because I like to wear my costumes more than once. And if I'm gonna <laughs> hot glue something, especially if it's a a summer look, that's gonna just fucking melt right off. It's not gonna it's hold. True. That's very true. She says it's funny that she has Kylie's boxes. She remembers in her season she took forever and Sunique told her they don't have time. Hot glue that shit. Candy will pose the question how they felt during the first seasons. And Lala says that she didn't think she was good as the other queens and Candy remembers Lala on the first day during the fashion show that she didn't think she could compete with them all. Lala says once she started working with the fans they all went crazy for her as she was doing what she loved all over the world. She realized she is sickening. She is up there with the girls and better than Candy Muse. Ha 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 ha. ha, ha. <laughs> I would have loved to hear how the other girls felt about the question about what how they felt during their first season, but um, this was Lala's elimination, so we need to get that in right now. 
Candy will be asked if she always wears pads as big as what she's wearing. And she says no, but in the look she's designing, it has to give a silhouette. So butt out. She wants to give body yaddy yaddy. So she will ask Lala for support to get her ass in the look. Are you someone who needs assistance to get into your body yaddy yaddy? No, I've pretty much gotten the dressing down to a science because usually the makeup is obviously going to take the longest. And then by the time right. the makeup is done, I should probably already be at the bar or the club. So I have to get dressed in like 10 minutes. So it's very quick. Tights on, pads in, out the door, into the Uber. That's fair. Candy will not be giving a ball neck gown, so she is keeping it sleek, simple, and sexy, so she feels confident and comfortable in what she has to wear. We're now going to learn um, that Candy has gotten a little scissor happy as she cut and cut and cut away, and she has opened it too much as her titties are too low, so she has to now create a new top. Jimbo is going to show off her sleeve as she notes that it's taking so long to pattern out due to so many different elements. She came up with a complicated design with two pieces, a fully lined cape coat, all with a bodysuit and face candy. That's a lot to do in a day. Yeah, especially with that like type of fabric too, because the cape was not an easy material to work with. No. And then also sewing something to your head you have to get that pattern like just right just right and just she does right. because the fucking <laughs> fucking flowers were right where the eyeballs were perfect whatever um she shouldn't have been finger banging everyone's fabric that's what we learned here okay so um she thinks she's making too many things but shares that she will not be doing her makeup so if she runs out of time she could will she be in danger for doing that well candy thinks that's a face no-no Jimbo thinks it's a face yes, yes, because her look will be that good. She knows she shows us that she will be putting stuff on it and thinks that because Rue loves a face kini, she will say she was inspired by Rue. But she will be reminded that Rue had lipstick on, but guess who's going to have pearl lips tonight, mama? Um, I guess we're going to have to wait till next week to see who was, was actually underneath. Do you think she had anything actually underneath it? I don't know. I, I think I don't, part of me is like, it's Jimbo. So she probably had a fully painted beat and she was just trolling us. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out at the beginning. We'll find out. Candy thinks it's a risk to not wear makeup as she reminds us that we have had great queens wear face candies, but still put makeup on. And then we get an image of Monet Exchange. It's like, okay, that's our yeah. great queen who did it. Even though we had an entire runway of face kitties in season 11. <laughs> Fine. They chose one example and one example only. That was it. The sewing is ferocious, as is the patterning on Lala's dress. She did not like it. And she made the full fucking dress already. <laughs> she don't think it looks good on her body. So it's time for a new dress. Now, again, I don't, I, I, I don't partake in the world of sewing. But the bitch saw the pattern. Very busy. Mm. How she know it was not going to look good before she even started sewing it? Like, even before you sew something, you should at least, like, just quickly pin it together to see if right. it looks good before you even put it into the machine. Isn't that maybe where your sister's coming and be like, hey, you want to do this first? Like, I know you don't know how to sew, but maybe, maybe try it before you commit to it. I didn't even see much helping. I think now, I think that's where the girls were now like, you're on your own kind of, I'm not going to fucking help you win this challenge. Yeah. Well, she says she is selling the old dress for $5, but I bet if she <laughs> kept it, she could make a lot more from a fan. 
Like, I guarantee you there's a fan out there who would pay thousands for it. Oh, absolutely. She, that's where she's going to get the money from not winning the challenge. Literally. <laughs> uh, Lala's going to ask the Lord to guide her fingers so she can have a beautiful gown. It's now elimination day, and let's see who's tired and who has finished. It's not nap time, but everyone is exhausted as they are walking zombies. Lala reveals that she kept on messing up, so she sewed three gowns. Three different gowns. And Jimbo will ask if she has one for Candy, because apparently Candy did not have a good night either. <laughs> Lala has used the orange fabric with the stones, which was harder to sew, but she had to make it work, because I guess there was no fabrics left. I mean, when you make three dresses. <laughs> She says it's very disco diva and candy. We'll ask if she tried it on a lot. I was like, yeah, without my pattern. <laughs> and she forgot a zipper. How do you recover from that? Forgetting a zipper is really fucking hard, actually. Because, I mean, most girls are going to want to put the zipper right in the middle of the back. Right. There was an opportunity where she could have done the zipper in the side on the one that only had the, the no sleeve. Right. But... I mean, that's going to be the easiest one because that's where your seam allowance is actually going to be forgiving. Because if you have to cut a new theme into the back, you it's have over. to pinch the fabric again and you might have a smaller dress than you want. Candy notes that many of the girls have sequins and stones, but she's going sexy and simple, which makes her kind of nervous. Did she have time to make loves? Well, she says she made them, but they looked like an afterthought. Um, I think afterthought is a very kind word because I am sure they did not look like hands. <laughs> Um, they should have shown her with the hand on the table, like drawing it like a Thanksgiving. Literally, turkey. that's what I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> she thinks it's how you style and sell it, but regardless, she's really proud she made a dress. She can't wait to hear what the judges think. She regrets that line. The dress has gone through nine different transformations, and it's never been a leotard. So that is progress for Candy Muse. Congratulations <laughs> for not making a leotard. She did rebuild the top and ended up with a sleek gown. Is it too simple? Maybe. Will she look beautiful? Yes. Will the judges love it? Crickets. She don't know. <laughs> Jessica's feeling good. Alexis will ask what kind of hair she will wear because Kylie always wears such beautiful hair. To which Jessica is like, so what? I wear ugly hair? She didn't say that. Especially because she let you borrow some hair. Yeah. Now, Aria, I know you're a very kind person at heart. Would you let a competitor wear your hair? I have learned not to let people borrow wigs. Because if I do that, I have to realize in that moment, I, that wig is gone. Like gone. even even dear friends, unfortunately, just, like once you lend somebody a wig, that's gone. Sometimes they get an Parsons, outfit is back. Is that the dear friend? <laughs> Salika, if you're listening, I couldn't believe it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so... um. <laughs> Jimbo is still sewing away and has 30 things left to do. She has to cut and attach the hood, attach the skirt to the jacket, make a pair of gloves, a pair of boot covers. She has to put a closure on the front, a face on the front. She is like, um, if this was Dragula, the alarm would be blaring to get my ass on stage. Um, I think that line was pulled from the day before because there's no way she had that much time to do all that shit. I was wondering if they're allowed to take it back to the hotel room or like, do they have a cutoff? Do you know this? Okay, so what work? I've heard is that there is a cutoff when it comes to the production part. Mm -hmm. So what that means is this is not a regular room. This is a television studio. So yeah. when those lights go off, it's pitch black. It's dark. 
it is they just have the little stream. the little head they have, headlights. They, yeah they have the headlights where they have it's a work uh, work lights so it's very very um not forgiving for yeah. uh some queens <laughs> but it was drag race espana this year they were mocking petita for wearing like the headlamp she needed it to sew while mm-hmm. they were there so they do have extra time to be there but you can't keep the crew there so yeah you're forced to work in a room with barely any <laughs> good lighting i mean when it comes down to crunch time i what i would have probably done because i've done this in the past um, if the girls are allowed to bring stuff back to the hotel room, just suck it up and hand sew. Right. And I do know that they do bring some of their looks back um, for certain looks to a- add some stones to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this challenge, I know it's like you don't want to necessarily be away from a sewing <laughs> machine. You can prepare everything. That's why when I had uh, one competition that I was in and I was, I was working my full day job. And during my lunch break, I would just be sitting in a little, the work cafeteria and i was just fucking basting stitching all of the pieces together so i could run home sew it get into it and go to the competition yeah all right so the girls wonder if jimbo will be in trouble because she's been in the top so many times and if she doesn't pull this together it might be her time in the bottom alexis claims she can't move her finger because she emptied two cans of spray paint on the tool but i think she was just finger blasting herself (laughs) Pull back to before. It was actually the baloney. Ooh! <laughs> Alexis is coming for the win. She looks around the room and thinks a lot of them turned it out. So despite working long and hard in the look, it will come down to the judges preferring her sort of pageantry polish or where they want something fashion forward. She says to the room that it will be a rough lipstick decision as everyone left is a total contender and power player in the game. And I say, sure, Jan. <laughs> Lala reminds them that this is what they signed up for, and I bet she's wishing she took those words back. Lala will tell Alexis that if she does win, don't forget about her, and Alexis says she won't. Again, Lala, you're just the face attached to a trauma. She may have saved you, but Alexis was in the bottom and fearing for her life. She remembers, and that is it. She just remembers. She never said anything else. Probably would have been safer for her to forget. Literally. Lala doesn't know how she will do in the challenge, but thinks Alexis will have her back as she saved her last week. She thinks she helped her. Alexis will help her. Sisters, stick together. Until they don't, because money's on the line. (laughs) Candy will speak up and say that as the weeks go by, personal relationships form and voting is extremely difficult. She is nervous because you never know if anyone is holding grudges and using that to justify the vote. If I were someone who was holding a grudge, yes, it would justify my vote. I'm sorry, I'm a fucking bitch. Do you have Do me a wrong vendetta? Do you have a vendetta? Oh my god, dude. Listen, I, I'm call me Arya Stark. I got a list. Yanni says that her and Alexis had tension with the previous week, and on top of that, she doesn't know where she stands in her lines with Jimbo. What she doesn't know, she won't end up in the bottom. Rather, she can't end up in the bottom. Let's bring it to the runway. As Rue is wearing a rocker hair with a pink stringy number, would you wear what Rue was, Rue was wearing? Not particularly my style. No, no. Too, too much skin. I, the skin wasn't the bother. I feel like it, it could have been longer. If it was longer, I probably would have worn it. Like if you just extended it. We have a panel comprised of Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and Brandon Boyd of Incubus, Incubus fame. 
can you please justify his appearance? Because I cannot. Like, I know we're going to get our answer later, but who called Brandon Boyd or was his agent called World of Wonder being like, can I be on it? <laughs> when he, like, showed up, obviously, in the beginning of the episode as the guest judge, I was like, who? And then, of course, I remembered Incubus. And then we really don't get the answer for that until we get to Untucked. Now, I enjoy some of Incubus's music because that was very much from a time of like high school, you know, like the early <laughs> 2000s and college, whatever. I could not ever, if you put a lineup of people, I would never have been able to tell you who the fucking lead singer of Incubus was. Oh, absolutely not. I, well, I mean, most bands like that, you barely know what they look like. Right. I feel like for me, like there were two bands and okay, three bands of that era that I could probably name you the, the lead singers. Obviously, Green Day for sure. Um, My Chemical Romance, probably um, no, maybe Patrick Stump. I could name from his <laughs> band, like, but that, that's about it. I don't know any lead singers of pop punk alternative indie music. Yeah, unless they've really like jumped into the the Hollywood thing, like uh, right. what was this face from All American Rejects popped up right. into um, House Bunny. Um, of course, we have Thirty Seconds to Mars, Jared. Those are those faces you're going to remember, but eh, Incubus, not not so much. Yeah, what a time for music! What a time, <laughs> Jane Park. If you're listening, I am sorry I'm insulting your music taste right now, but. <laughs> Um, I'm a homosexual. I, I I like the divas. Give me the divas. Yeah, those are the faces we remember because they're plastered on every queer venue. <laughs> Literally. All right. Category is I'm a winner, baby. In honor of the runway, we will play I'm a winner or I'm a loser. All right. Starting off with Candy Muse. Listen, it looks good. It's very, very simple. The slit is a bit too high for my liking. I think she styled it well with the hair. I love the pink pair with the black, but it's just missing pizzazz. At this point, you need it. This is a cute walk around look or a meet and greet look. It's not worthy of an all star winner. It really isn't. Uh, it just, it was too simple. I think she did a great job of getting something done especially for someone who's not very comfortable with sewing. But then why also just carry the sponge? Just the one singular sponge. Right. And then like kind of like rubbing it against the dress. No. Don't. And then like, oh, it's an oil spill. No, it's patent leather. And if you really wanted to like have a sponge homage moment, just take a note from Jessica and just glue a bunch of sponges together and make a clutch. Like There it is. You're right. Ross says she looks beautiful and doesn't think she's a seamstress, as you can't tell. He says the problem is that it's just a little simple. Brandon says he loves the cuts and the slit up to her uh, hip, showing her gorgeous leg. He says he loves black and it looks leathery. Um, Michelle says that the fit is a little off as the length isn't on length. Rue agrees that the decolletage needed a little bit lower because the slit is so high that it would balance it off. She didn't know she could sew like this, and Candy will joke that the fit was so good yesterday that she lost so much weight since last night and grew so tall. Her secret? Drag race. Rue will tell her she delivers just like Rodney Dangerfield. No respect, no respect, but Candy has no idea. Um, certainly you know who Rodney Dangerfield is, right? Of course. I'm a huge fan of comedy. So of course we have to okay. respect some of the great. I was like, girl, you you come on. <laughs> um it's an I'm a loser. I'm sorry, I don't like it. 
with some of the other looks that we got up there, yeah, I, I think it's an that's losing look. Audience, 39%. I'm a winner. 61%. I'm a loser. Next up, we have Jimbo. I have no words. I honestly have no words. <laughs> Here's the thing. If she had a face and wig, she very likely would have won the challenge. The construction of this is wild. The jacket is a bit too small, and you can tell I might have worn it completely open rather than having that single pin. It's the face. I cannot get over how fucking terrifying that pearl face is. Like, I really hope there is a video of Trixie first impression reaction to this look because it's crazy. (laughs) But again, just the way that Jimbo constructed it, I said it before, the eyes were perfectly placed. Mm -hmm. That takes talent. That's the importance of knowing your fabric and really getting the pattern right. Because like, and it's not only that, as I said, like it on the headpiece, which you have to cut that perfectly or have a fabric that has a lot of fucking give to it like a good four-way stretch yeah do we assume that it was just like a, a swimming cap and it was just pulled right over i don't think so because of the way that it hugged the face because i have a similar piece where mine's actually cut out for mm-hmm. my nun look and i had to custom measure my face and actually like I had to make probably about three different skull caps for it because the first two I fucked up and mine even had a hole. So, right. yeah, I, I would love to know where the how she got her head into it. <laughs> maybe next. Well, week maybe we'll, we'll see when she takes it off. Brandon doesn't know where to begin and asks if they are prescription pearls. Jimbo says they are her readers. <laughs> Ross says it's so imaginative and original. He says it is beautifully executed and it's also batshit crazy. He says what they have come to expect from her is the challenge in the is the challenge is through her lens. He says nobody else is making it and doesn't know if she should have made it. He can tell she's proud of herself because she hasn't stopped smiling since she walked out there. Del says it's really beautifully constructed. She would like to see her face, but she's imagining she's fully painted. And Rue says this is what they come to expect from her, yet this exceeded their expectations. I'm a winner. I would say this I'm a winner too. This is it, I mean, from the construction to concept, definitely. Audience 83%. I'm a winner, 17%. I'm a loser. La la ring. It's very basic. The silver trim is a complete styling miss. I think the single sleeve could have been fine if the sleeve she ran out of fabric with was finished. The hair is clashing shockingly despite being a burnt orange ginger. It's just lacking. Again, needs to be grander for this point of the competition. Mm-hmm. And, while well, we know who the wig was borrowed from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the one thing I do like about this dress, and it's only the one thing, is really the the silhouette of the actual body piece because the shoulders look great. And yeah. I think the shoulders alone. <laughs> yeah. There was that like one little out of place rhinestone thing on the neck and then the one on the cuff of the one sleeve. And I think it was, uh, was it Roth that said it where he wanted the something bigger yeah. for like the one sleeve moment, yeah. like do feathers, do something. Absolutely. Brandon says her nails look downright dangerous. Michelle says she loves the color on her, but thinks she's a little bit of an issue with the neck. She says it closes her up and cuts her arm off as it's a bit extreme. Ross says if you're going to have one sleeve, call him dramatic. It should have a flare. She will say that she is still a beginner sewer, and it's the third gown she actually sold 
sewed as she messed up the first two. Rue will say that she guessed she had a lot of fabric, and Lala will say actually that is why she got one sleeve. She ran out of fabric. Um, at least she was smiling through it. It's uh, I, I'm a loser. Yeah, loser for this one for sure. Audience, 34%. I'm a winner. 66%. I'm a loser. Alexis Michelle. She picked an absolutely stunning fabric. It is drag. Mm -hmm. And with the execution being so perfect, she looked flawless. I think the silver stone belt that carries the tool was a brilliant touch of styling as it does break up the top and the bottom of the singular piece of fabric. The feathers are a great touch. I think this monochromatic moment is very profound. She made something that looked so easily to replicate, yet it's not. I usually don't care for this specific hair color, as we just learned, but it works for her. Like this rich purple, it worked beautifully. I was impressed. Yeah, this, it was a stunning look. I mean, again, with like silhouette shaping. I mean, Alexis knows what she's doing in this department. She's a good seamstress. She knows how to make clothes for her body. I mean, some of her glamour shots are just absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So... This, I mean, it was just great overall. If there was like one comment I would have to have with it, and it's not even one I can fully justify, it was just that center seam down -hmm. the middle. Just because when you have a mess like that, you're going to have that visible moment unless you're really good at hiding it. But it's a one-day challenge. That's like a a three-day, I know how to solve this moment. Ross says he wouldn't change a mother tucking thing about it. He says from the proportions to the teeny tiny little belt to the train uh, to the detail in the back of the headpiece. This is what he would call a glow up. He says it's perfection. Brandon says she looks like a beautiful exploding nebula. Michelle says she had no idea she could sew like that and loves seeing this side of her that is so different from when she was on last time. Rue says it's been a joy to watch her evolve as she has. It's a I'm a winner for me. I'm a winner for sure. Audience 92%. I'm a winner, 8%. I'm a loser. And finally, we have Jessica Wild. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I It's the styling thing. I do not think the patterns work. And I think the silver just looks like it's draped in a way that it just had to be there just to be different. As far as the construction, it is on point. She did very well with the bust and the flare of the dress. I just, I, I can't stand the styling. It's a me thing. A plus in the earrings and hair though. Yeah, I think overall she looked pretty good, but the draping of the dress definitely needed some some work but i mean for something that is hot glued i think it looks good yeah if it was sewn it probably would have been better that's true michelle says it's so beautiful and loves the asymmetry of it as she tied in all the rhinestones she says you can tell she loves it when she wears it ross says he wished the the left titty was a little tighter but loves the cascading disco ball glitter down the front saying it looks like a waterfall of glitter Brandon says she looks expensive, and Rue asks, what was the most difficult part of constructing the dress? And Jessica says, everything. And then asks for no more sewing <laughs> challenges. Um, I, I have, to, I'm sorry, I have to get it on loser. Compared to the other ones, yeah, I would rank this in the bottom as well for losing. Audience, you're very kind. 79% I'm a winner, 21% I'm a loser. And this was a design challenge. The Eliminate Queens did not have a look, so there are no fan games this week. I'm very curious to know how the fan games actually work. So <laughs> great. This week doesn't count. Okay. Um, based on the judges' critiques, Alexis Michelle is the winner. Jimbo and Jessica are safe, leaving Candy and Lala as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, makes sense. Also, the fact that Jimbo can't figure out how to exit the stage, iconic. <laughs> you know it was a bit, you know it was forced, but it was so funny. Mm-hmm. 
ma'am this way. <laughs> the costume has changed. The votes are in. It's time to get that lip sync on. We take our seats on the main stage. It's time to speculate who the lip sync assassin is. Now, Miss Jessica Wilde will turn to Jimbo and ask, who do you think it is? To which Jimbo says, I can't see. <laughs> and there is the meme. What a fucking hilarious moment. I fell over. That was so funny. I think I actually saw the meme before I even saw it happen. So I was expecting that moment and I still cackled at it. It, What made it work is Jessica is so sincere about this. And Jimbo (laughs) is just right there. like I can't see. Like it was so well played. Well, they're always, like, Um, craning their neck anyway. (laughs) Right. Um, We're going to have thoughts that it might be Shea Coulee, but alas, bonjour, it's Nikki Doll. I love my friend Nikki, host of Drag Race France. Soon to be season two coming this week. Will you be watching? Uh, I guess I I should. (laughs) So we got France, we got Mexico, we've got, are we still doing Netherlands? Is that happening? So. No, oh. I think that one's done. I think, I think, I think it's unofficially canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't we have a few more countries, don't we? Oh, wait, Australia or Down Under is coming back. Cast will um, drop tomorrow. We're getting our cast drop. Oh, yep. good timing. Mm-hmm. We have Philippines coming. We have oh, Brazil. Yeah. We have Deutschland. We got so much drag race coming. I can't wait. And Canada and <laughs> UK. And it's like the fucking Epcot of drag race. I remember, was it maybe two years ago when like all of these seasons like really started like coming out and overlapping each other. And I almost just fucking lived at the bar because I was hosting the viewing parties. And it was like one night it was like US and then the other night it was UK. And then like that one started. (laughs) It was like, no, stop. (laughs) And now the homosexuals like, no, we're going to watch it on our time. Not going to do it. (laughs) That's why I watch it for you. Thanks, friends. Um, Now, I love my friend nikki doll i love her so much but lipstick assassin that's a silly goose moment really <laughs> i think it was a france promo oh fully <laughs> girl <laughs> between valentina being the pit stop guest this week when mexico debuts nikki doll as the um lipstick assassin of the week her season debuts come on we I, we all know how this shit works we're not that dumb <laughs> then that, that's some people are dumb because there are actually people who believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, we got to talk about it. The song is These Boots Are Made For Walking by Nancy Sinatra. Listen, one of the best songs in music. It is not a lip sync song. No it way. not. Especially not this rendition. Like Jessica Simpson did a fucking cover of it. Give them a pop remix. Yeah, give them the car so they can do the car wash scene. Come exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think Alexis is such a good theater performer. She took her training and told the story mm-hmm. of these boots are made for walking. They Not both started a little rough, though. They both started a little rough. But as you said, it's a very challenging song. It's so, so hard. Even like, especially that slow intro too into it, you have to rely on acting for that because they both just look like those um, inflatable car things those the yeah. balloon guys for the, like the entire well, i don't think nikki changed much she just kept looking like the balloon guy but at least alexis smoothed it into a character nikki was there being sexy i've seen this bitch perform way before drag race 
she's a fantastic host. Mm-hmm. And you, that's Nikki. where it ends. I love you, Nikki. <laughs> um, I will say that when they both gave you that 60s choreo in the outro, I was like, I got my life. But then I was like, wait, that's how the song ends. There's nothing more to do. Uh, so whoever picked this song choice, don't let them pick any more songs on Drag Race, please, because this was not right. It was not okay. Um, in the end, Alexis is awarded the win. Do you agree? Overall, yeah. I mean, between the fabulous execution of the dress, the better um, car, balloon salesman, lip sync, I think it was a deserved win. Yeah, I agree. It was the only way to go. Alexis has decided that this is an impossible decision. She ain't joking, bitch. She's sending home La La Rie and she will never forget. Candy is safe. <laughs> Do you want to talk about agree? the letter? No, we're going to get to the letter. Don't you, don't you worry. Uh, was based, just based until this moment, was this the right decision? I feel like it's a yes and a no. Listen, like- there are there are memes about <laughs> Alexis and the threats of her keeping candy. If it happened, I wouldn't be shocked. The show wants candy in the finale. Yeah. I think Alexis, as a smart drag race aficionado, mm-hmm. knows what the fan base would have said also if candy was not saved. She's not that dumb. She knows. Mm-hmm. But what was not smart was what Miss Alexis Michelle does on social media this week and basically says she made the wrong decision because then you're really fucking your friend La La Ree there. Don't backtrack once the season airs. You've made your bed, now sleep in it. Literally. All right, let's go through and zoom through and talk, shall we? Alexis finally won her first challenge. It feels great, but she was, but it was super important at this point in the competition. Yeah, Candy super is late. I know, right? Candy's freaking the fuck out because this was not her fantasy. Jimbo takes a drink, and Alexis wants to know how she will drink it. And we learned that Jimbo has a mouth hole. (laughs) That was so camp. I was dead. Well, she had the holes in originally because she had the two eye holes because I don't think she originally planned on doing the pearls. (laughs) But then the pearls became the character. Yeah. Alexis is congratulated on her win and says this was the right moment for her to pop. This moment meant a lot to her, not only because she got inspiration from her sister Trinity, but because she went home on a top five design challenge. Alexis will congratulate Jessica for being in the top again on a design challenge and tells her that what she's wearing looks like something she would have brought there. Okay, let's not get too crazy right now. (laughs) Jessica says she doesn't understand why people don't respect the hot glue gun. And I'm like, yeah, that's not period. Jimbo is also going to get a congratulations because we're just grasping at straws for content for uh, Untuck this week. <laughs> like Jimbo trying to use that straw. Literally. And even Candy and Lala are into it as they didn't give up. Come on, participation trophy realness. <laughs> Lala has gone from bags to one arm. <laughs> Great. What a terrible pun. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis points out that Lala and Candy have the same track record. The bottom of the best is Lala puts it. And Candy starts to tear up as it's her sister and her in the bottom. And it sucks that it has to be a fight, but she wants to be there. And I was like, girl, weren't you the bitch who was mocking Alexis Michelle for crying? <laughs> and now you're about to cry? Come on. Like I said, everyone's everyone's going to have a crying episode. Hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Now, Alexis has two things to air out. One, 
She and Candy have history as they go back to New York and have a shared family. I don't know how much of a um, uh, history they have together. Obviously, Aja was on Alexis's season, so I'm sure that's how they cross paths. But I know, like pre season nine, there were probably there. I don't think there was much interaction. I don't think so. No, I feel like it was definitely probably post or at least post Alexis's season with Aja. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know Aja definitely had her family around for gigs and stuff. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like that's probably when it happened, but also we're in All-Stars now, so you never know. Two, Lala is her new family, but in a low point for Alexis. Lala sent home one of her closest duties there to save, in order to save her. Alexis will remind us that she will never forget. Never (laughs) forget. She doesn't know how to make this decision, as she can't go on track record as she did before. So Lala and Alexis will have their first solo chat. Alexis will ask Lala what she should do. And of course she says, keep me. What else is she supposed to say? (laughs) Alexis will ask, what would it mean for them as sisters if she had to pick her? And Lala felt like she forgot what happened last week. Lala is upset. Lala doesn't want her to try her right now. Why did Alexis do this in this moment? (laughs) She basically admitted you're going home. Never forget. <laughs> now, over on the couches, Jimbo finds it shocking that it might be Candy going. And Candy didn't think it could happen, you know, being in the bottom at all. Well, Jimbo couldn't see anything coming. Literally. <laughs> she knows that Lala wants this and hasn't experienced being in the top five before. But Candy can't say that she doesn't want it equally, if not more. Candy is scared as she knows that Alexis has a loyalty to Lala right now, and that could essentially send her ass home. Now, loyalty because they have an alliance? Bullshit. No, it's because <laughs> Alexis wants to stoop Lala. We know that, right? Of course. I mean, how everything's played out, it, it was kind of the obvious. Yeah. Now, Candy sits in the seat and is ready to suck up. She says that her and Alexis butt heads because they are the same person, the hard-headed New Yorker who wants to do well. Are you a hard-headed New Yorker who wants to do well? I mean, I've heard that a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Alexis will get real. She will tell Candy that she had secretly given her a note about how she sees this top four going and how they combine together (laughs) and then brings up how Candy said nothing to her. Now, Candy will tell us in confession that at the beginning of the competition, she had a secret letter about being in an alliance and Candy was a dumb bitch and forgot about it. Now Alexis has her fate in her hands. So Candy's just going to say, I forgot about it and was just focused on her. Let's talk about no game. <laughs> I want to see the fucking note. Who else was in this final four? Do you think there was more than one note or do you think it was a solitary note? Could Girl, you imagine if, if, if there, there was a note in every... <laughs> I could see it happening. I honestly could see it happening. Run off a few copies of Staples and just put a different name on each one. I just also, like, knowing how this show works and, like, how, like, there are moments, like, production will be like, on ice, don't talk about anything. How does this work? When did she get this note? How did she get it to her? Just running around putting notes in everyone's toolbox. Now, now production's like, okay, get the footage. Where the fuck did she do this? Um... Alexis just wants to know if she will look out for her in the home stretch. And Candy will be like, ah, have I not done it the last two weeks? <laughs> fair, fair. Candy knows that Alexis is relishing in this moment and thinks she's fucked. Um, listen, I, 
Alexis, I, I, I get it. I would be you too. Uh, if I were in a power position with someone who didn't respect me, yeah, I'll make them squirm too. <laughs> Girls. Now, on the couch, Jimma will ask what the fairest thing to do is, and she and Lala says, keeps her, of course. Now, Alexis will tell the group that she wants to win the lip sync and hopes Rue will just tell them that the top five is carrying on for another week. So, so Jessica diplomatic. is like, Jessica's like, well, just pick your own lip sync. <laughs> All right, let's check in with our lip sync assassin pulling up. Bonjour, bitch, it's Nikki Doll. She just landed from Paris. Who and she's evolved in her final Pokemon evolution as she is the host of Drag Race France. Um, what is your final evolution going to look like? I don't know. Maybe just you know pull out the nun and just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nikki tells us that she is back because Rue personally called her and said, "Are you available tomorrow?" And as long as Rue calls, she will show up, which is kind of funny. But like the reality is, if if Nikki was in Paris, you can't really call her and show up tomorrow because that trip's too long too long okay um nikki says what it means to her to be a lip sync assassin is to show how versatile she can be she gives good mouth and face okay also gag that nikki brought her jan robe between having alexis in her face earlier jan in this room <laughs> crazy maybe maybe like everyone got a discount on uh face where she probably found a note in her locker room too (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna have a visit from brandon boyd and hopefully some insight as to why the fuck this man is here he will compliment them for looking gorgeous and of course alexis is horny for him um have you ever been complimented by a straight man and had awful awful thoughts run through your mind oh all the time and then i usually try and you know convince them and sometimes it works um straight men of the future just don't just don't play with our hearts please (laughs) like i know brandon boy was being nice and saying they're gorgeous and everything but you don't know what you're doing to their psyche (laughs) i usually warn them i was like don't play a game you can't win (laughs) (laughs) right all right so uh brandon wants to see jimbo's face so bad but jimbo's like it's hideous (laughs) everyone wants to see a jimbo He's going to tell them that his girlfriend introduced him to the show during the pandemic, and within an episode, it struck him that this was pure artistry. He grew up painting and drawing and realized that they're canvases themselves. He has now become a full-on super fan. And I love that. I love that we have an ally, and and we've joked already about the mm-hmm. lead singer of Incubus being here. But that's kind of important because his fans who are probably not going to be anywhere near the world of drag race mm-hmm. might be inclined to watch and it will open up minds. That was actually one of the first things I was thinking of when I saw that once I figured out who he was, um, was it's a beautiful bridge into possibly, you know, educating more people. Cause a lot yeah. of, you know, kind of the stigma against drag is literally just people not understanding it. And exactly. here is a beautiful kind of example of realizing that it is another form of art and coming from one artist of a different genre. It's Absolutely. a nice kind of link. He'll ask if they have any advice for him. And Jimbo was like, tell him the graphic details about how to tuck. That was cruel. <laughs> that was so mean. That, that um, had to be like a producer, like nod moment, because like, why would that even come up? My only thought is secret celebrity drag race season three. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Alexis says shave first, and it's all about the yank back, but not to miss the piece of the horizontal tape that goes on your pelvis first because if it anchors the yank back, and he's just very confused. Even I was confused because <laughs> I've never talked before. And I no, not for me. It is the most important part of tape if you are taping. Because a lot of girls will just like, oh, let me grab a just a this long piece and go front to back. I'm like, but if you don't have anything, you have to, to it's like building a bridge in reverse. <laughs> God. In order to form the lava lamp, you have to make the case. Right. So now Candy is like, we have two little cavities and your little nuts go up there like a winter cabin. And he was just like, I don't know what's happening. Can I go away? <laughs> The top five is about to become a top four. Whatever happens, happens. We're going to watch the lip sync one last time as well as the elimination. So Lala feels like she is a winner in her book. She will come to the workroom and pack as she reminds us that she saved Alexis the week before. She's not bitter at all. The letters are there. And she jokingly tosses Alexis' letter away before reading it. Uh, uh, she, she's not going to be giving her number out like that. <laughs> dangerous, dangerous. Um... She wants Candy to win. If not Candy, Jimbo. If not Jimbo, Jessica. Anyone but Alexis. <laughs> oh, and she's going to steal Alexis's wig that she just borrowed for the runway. <laughs> now, Lala is all joking, but I feel like she's actually upset. Like, she is not thrilled with Alexis. She's using humor as a crutch for pain. Yeah, I mean, you got to expect that. I, it's a fresh wound at that point. Yeah. The Lala experience is over. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Lala's legacy? There's been so many like good moments, especially like this season and also seasons past. I mean, I think my favorite from this season was probably the forensic moment, honestly. Yeah. What I will say is Lala is great television. Mm-hmm. She is great for the show of Drag Race. Do I think she is an exceptional drag queen? No. <laughs> Am I going to be go pay money go see the Lala re-experience? No. Mm-hmm. But not all great drag queens are good at Drag Race, and not all Drag Race queens are good at drag it's just a thing it's a thing name them just 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 you wait I'll, i will do a ranking podcast uh, one day and i will get canceled so um who won the week who had the best episode For, this week in particular or like weeks this past week, this, this week, week i think if jimbo had probably as you said done a makeup look i feel like jimbo would have been my top choice but i think it remains actually as alexis it was just it was the most well-rounded of everything yeah i think alexis had a good episode because even in the world of memes like (laughs) come on she got a couple memes this week as to the couple of them this was a good exciting episode of draggers i think this is probably one of my probably favorites of the season i thought this was a pretty good episode yeah, I didn't have any like cringy moments for this episode as I had with a few this season. All right, next week we've got a roast. Is this going to be PTSD for Miss Alexis Michelle? <laughs> Is Tamar Braxton going to be there? Wait, did they announce the special guest judge? Yeah, it's not her. Uh, um, she's going to be in the audience, though. Watch. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my God. 
I'm I'm fearful for Alexis because (laughs) she overcompensates sometimes and she's Mm -hmm. very much doing that this season. I don't know how the humor is going to go off. Well, it's going to be tricky because she's up against some pretty hard-hitting comedy queens. I wouldn't necessarily put comedy in Alexis's wheelhouse. No, no, nope. And she's going against Candy. She's going against Jimbo and Jessica. Those are some funny-ass queens. It, it's, so... it's really hard week for her. It's really going to be hard. Okay, after eight episodes, the winner of the season is... I am in favor of Jimbo. I think the facts are there. Like, yeah, Jimbo ha- is going to win unless something crazy happens. I don't see a path for Jimbo losing. What do we know? The we've got the the roast, and then do we know the other themes of the? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there, there, there are people have told me things, um, mm-hmm. things they've seen on Reddit, things they've heard from people. Um, there's 12 episodes this season. Oh, there's yeah. We're queen, only at eight. So we've four got four queens left. Um, oh, we I don't know if we're going to I think we're going to get something like that, like All Star Six did, where like Eureka goes out and comes right back in. Oh. I, I just don't know when. I don't know what kind of challenge is going to be. <laughs> and mean, the other thing is, we haven't good... had a talent show this season. I mean, maybe that could be for the best. <laughs> Listen, we, we got we got to help these girls out and find out new talents because um, as iconic as Let Loose was, don't don't come on with original songs, please. Just don't do it. Um, Let's save the original song for the week you get eliminated like exactly. all the other queens did before you. <laughs> all right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on all of the lo- wonderful social media websites and Venmo at Aria Close. That is A-R-Y-A-K-L-O-S. Easy to find. Probably the number one name set in most bedrooms across America. There it is. Well, it was fabulous having you back. I'm going to force you to watch some of the international seasons so you come back on again. <laughs> I would be happy to. Thank you for having awesome. me.